The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, offering insights, wisdom, and counsel from the most respected CEOs. Here is the host of the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. And today we have a special episode because today we have a college student that we're going to have a conversation with, and her name is Tyja Tuggle, and she is a senior at the Florida A&M University. Ty, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for being on the program here with us. Uh, first off, do you mind just introducing yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Of course. So greetings. I am Tyja Tuggle, a fourth year facility management scholar from Covington, Georgia, attending the Florida A&M University. I'm currently serving as the president of Club Real, the real estate and leadership club on campus. And I also am a student member advisory council for um, ICSC. That is so awesome. You, it, it makes me cry when I think about all those cool things that you're doing. <laughs> very, very important. So, Taija, tell us first, uh, why real estate? Why? How did you get interested in, in pursuing a career in real estate? So, of course, growing up, my parents had rental properties. And through that, I was always kind of around the business. I didn't necessarily want to do it at first, but once I got to college and I joined Club Real, I realized all the opportunities that were within real estate that didn't necessarily just involve renting properties. I realized I could have a whole career in real estate, and that's something I had never been introduced to prior to that. So I want to join real estate, well, not even join because I'm currently in it, but I want to continue to grow my career in real estate to help out my community and people who look like me who don't know the opportunities that are out there and to expose them to all the wonderful, amazing careers you can get in real estate while also creating generational wealth within real estate. That is really powerful, Taja. You know, there's there's two things you're really hitting on there. One is careers in real estate, right? So um, people don't always know that like the real estate industry is a huge pie, right? That you know, you could right. go work for a corporation like um, uh, Warner Walker, who is a graduate of Florida A&M University, is a director of real estate for Starbucks, right? So FAMU grad in real estate on the corporate side. And then on the institutional side, investment real estate, there's lots of uh, FAMU grads on that side. And then on the brokerage side, you know, you have Flavia Kenyango, who works here with me at Crossmark, and you got Thomas Bolin, who's, you know, working at Rappaport in D.C. So um, there's lots and lots of ways to have careers. So that's one part. And then there's a separate part where no matter what your major is, like if you're going into nursing or if you're going into uh, journalism or anywhere in the, in communication, you still have to rent an apartment, right? You still have to, right. you know, have a home. You still have to be somewhere. So real estate is something that you, a hundred percent of college students need to have a baseline understanding. And then there's a percentage that it'd be in a, in a career. Is is that what you're saying? Yes, definitely. I really agree and that's something that we're trying to push at club real to college students especially at hbcus who may have not been exposed to that and i think like you said you hit something very important everyone is exposed to real estate you have to earn an apartment you have to have somewhere to live so having that general basis of what's going on and then also figure out how you can maybe even create a form of revenue from where you stay is awesome and so i just 
really am excited to see how, you know, your podcast continues to educate people and just, you know, how more information is getting spread today's time through podcasts, social media, and things like that. I, I have a friend that years ago, I mean like 25 years ago, he was a single guy and he bought a house and it had some extra bedrooms and he was really active in his church. And so he was constantly like renting rooms out in his, his house to people at the church. And, you know, he ended up telling me that like over like a 15 year period of time, he never paid his mortgage. He got from the roommates and eventually right. getting married and he had to kick everybody out. Um, but he, <laughs> he ended up owning his house free and clear from that. And so people listening to this, there might be somebody listening to this that, you know, their goal is to become a lawyer or a doctor or any number of things. But if they find themselves, you know, in living somewhere and they buy their first home and they were like, gosh, I never thought about renting out a room uh, again through somebody in my church and you could do that. That's just a way to create revenue. So it doesn't have to be like buying an investment property, like buying an office building or shopping center. Um, It could just be doing some sort of structure like that. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. That's actually what I did this past summer. I actually rented, I had an internship in Austin, Texas, and a member of the church community um, rented a room out for me in their home. So I paid them rent this summer, staying in their home by renting a room. So it's definitely, people need it. You never know when people have internships or people have short-term living situations or they're only there for a few months. It's so many people that need housing. So that's a great market to get into, especially if you don't want to do something as grand as buying a whole commercial building. <laughs> well, I've told my daughters that someday when they're, you know, living their, their best life, um, I'd like to rent a room and I'll, and I'll do the dishes. I promise I'll do the dishes every day. <laughs> right. Um, so, so there's that aspect of it. Now, when you're in this, uh, in club reel, right. And so you obviously have had some exposure, uh, what kind of people have guest lectured or talked or have you you guys met that you're like oh man that give us some examples of cool careers you've been exposed to so for example i would want to start with you you came and talked to club real and i, I did oh okay just your whole entire career is kind of cool especially how now like you have your podcast and you do a lot of speaking engagements and you could just see how real estate puts you in a position to be able to do the things you enjoy like pouring back into students you know, um, something that I really thought was interesting from a career aspect was when somebody came from um, Cornell University, I was able to go th- for their case study in New York. And um, Gerard Delaney, he had he's a um, FAMU HBCU grad as well. And he um, has his own property development. I mean, well, he has his own development company in New York. And I thought that was really, really cool because I want to get into real estate development. And so just being able to say like, yeah, I have my own development company and located out of New York. I don't know. When I think of the big city, being able to build up there is just so amazing to me because I'm from the South. So that was just really cool to me. Uh, It's awesome, right? It's like, it's funny. It's like, again, sometimes people think of real estate and they just define it as residential or they think it's super boring. And then you start telling about all the kind of different ways people are doing stuff. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I just, I just never thought about that. Right. Right. Um, I think, you know, that I spoke at a conference in Brooklyn a couple months ago with uh, Malik Yoba. And mm-hmm. as we were sitting there, we're looking out at the skyline of Manhattan and he made a statement. He goes, look at all these buildings. He goes, uh, not one of them is owned by a black person. And so he was saying to the audience, like, you know, we need to get into this space. We need to get into yeah. this investment space, right? 
And it's like, man, like sometimes if you're not aware of something, well, how would you even know? Like, how would you even know? Right. And then you become aware of it. You're like, wow. Now you also uh, said something powerful. You mentioned the word um, expressions, transgenerational wealth. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, a lot of people, they don't know, they don't know, like that's a big deal. Uh, in your mind, what does that, what does that look like to you? So for me, once I graduate school, I want to develop church campuses. So I want to be able to develop campuses for churches that, so the church is there, and then they also have residential aspects for members of the community for as far as like affordable housing who may not be able to afford, you know, staying somewhere else. They have their own healthcare center, and they have just different things at a local church, and they buy like a plot of land, and then they just, you know, have other amenities there besides the church. I also want to get into, well, currently, like I said, my parents own a few, well, my mom owns a few rental properties. And so we're looking to scale and expand that. So to me, creating generational wealth is having different streams of income through real estate, whether that be you're working as a with a career in real estate and you have rental properties, you're fixing and flipping homes, or you're investing in real estate, you're renting out rooms, whatever the case may be. From It looks different for everybody, but I think the key component of building generational wealth is knowing, is people knowing that they can do it. So for, I feel like for the Black community, it's just a large gap and of knowledge, right? So it's, for me, it looks like just sharing what I know at all times to my community and people that look like me. So it's not just me who are doing these things or my family, but I'm also sharing the knowledge so other people can be a part of that as well. Because once you know, you're able to do. That is awesome. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back. And then I got a bunch of gotcha questions for you, Taija. No, I don't. They're they're (laughs) good questions. But we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back here at the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Managing a team that has a lack of accountability and effective communication can be frustrating. Bill Roto-Rooter can help you build a cohesive team and a collaborative work environment. As a retired commander of the Navy's premier training system and research development organization, Roto has the experience to help you build trust and a high-performing team as you navigate high-pressure situations. To schedule a complimentary call with Roto, go to rotospeaks.com and complete the form and put the Crossman conversation in the message field. Here's a call to those who want to make an impact on their company, their community, or who possess a desire to make the world a better place. Crossman Career Builders provides the tools and resources for you or your company to make a difference on some of the toughest issues that we all face. Crossman Career Builders partners with CEOs, politicians, and pastors seeking to address problems of racism, mental health, addiction, justice, and suicide. CrossmanCB.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Once again, here's John Crossman. All right, we are back here at the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition, with my friend, Taija Tuckle, who is a senior at the Florida a University. Uh, Taija, you know, um, generations change, perspective, um, a viewpoint change, different generations. And in your mind, and going to your senior college, um, you've had exposure to different CEOs, either you, you read about or you see in interviews or you, you've met yourself. Talk to me about, for yourself, and really kind of you thinking through your generation, 
what are the traits of CEOs that you admire? What is it that they're doing that makes you go, gosh, that is the aspect that's very appealing to, to yourself and to other students in your generation? I would say my favorite quality and traits, I have a few, but number one is being personable. So a lot of times CEOs are like, you know, at the top of their company, they've been doing it a long time or they have a lot of knowledge under their belt. And, you know, they seem so far away from students who are like me who are just starting off. So CEOs who are really personable and know how to be, you know, transparent about their journey and also just have an open line of communication and are willing to help. And I know I'm saying a lot, but willing to like help and answer questions and just know that at one point they were in my shoes, even if it looked different for them. That's my favorite quality about a CEO, someone who is just able to kind of connect and reach back. You know, it's so fascinating. I, I have always really appreciated people that respond. You know, I, I try really hard to respond to emails and respond to phone calls and respond to LinkedIn messages. And some people just don't, you know, like I, there are people that don't respond to me. And so I try to take that seriously. And I think that people that take that seriously with college students, um, that's really impressive. And I tend to find college students don't forget the people that respond to them. Like that's like a lifelong bond yeah. when you get that kind of connection back. So I, I totally agree. And then on the personal transparent side, I, I, I like that too. I think when somebody has a title of CEO, they have a company that in and of itself lifts them up and it can make them kind of intimidating. And so mm-hmm. when they're able to like, you know, share their own personal story, it just kind of makes them more human. Right. And so right. they're able to like the connect. I, you, you notice that whenever I, I lecture, you know, at FAMU and other places, I usually, I, I mention my daughters, I mention my dog, Pepper. Um, and part of the reason why I do that is just because I want them to know kind of a, the rounding me out as a human. And I do think that can help relationally. And so is that what you're talking about? Yes, that's definitely what I'm talking about. And I also think another good quality is resilience. I feel like a lot of times, especially for minority CEOs, whether that be um, people of color or women, it's hard to get to your position. You face a lot of trials and tribulations. So being resilient and just being able to adapt, I think, is a great quality as well for CEOs. I love both those. I think on adapt, you know, I, I the word I use often is pivot is that, mm-hmm. you know, I'll make a business plan and then all of a sudden interest rates double, right? Or I make a business plan and the, the opportunities come up are bigger than we expected or different than we expected. And so the ability to to pivot, you know, I always think like in, in college football, FSU had a very bad off- offensive quarter years ago. And I remember him saying, we're going to run the ball. And then in the first game, uh, they were passing really well and he kept running it and running wasn't working and passing was working, but he kept running. And I was like, man, you have to pivot. You, you can make a game plan, but like, you know, and it, and if you're, if you're a retailer and you think, oh gosh, you know, these blouses are going to sell, these shoes are not as big deal. The shoes start selling, you pivot, start pushing the shoes, mm-hmm. right? Like, so wherever that is that, that adapt. And then, man, I hear you on the resilience thing and, you know, people don't, always understand how heavy weighs the crown, right? And when you're out there making big, taking big chances, starting a company, I was just, you know, talking to Mike about this in the, in the break about, um, you know, the fearless fund and, you know, they were getting some heat recently. And so I publicly went out there and how much I support them because I'm like, man, when you, when you go out there and take a risk and launch something, 
you need to have fans and supporters. And so it's always good for us to be vocal and out there with our supportive leaders because man, they get, they get punched. It's right. I mean, it's, it's right. tough. It's tough. So resilience is a big one. Any other thoughts about uh, traits you see in leadership that really impress you and you think are helpful to uh, for students? I think also something that I've noticed with just my my community, I guess you could say, or my network as it grows, they're all giving. Hmm. Like all of them are people of in high, like you know, people of power. I guess you could say in their own rights and in their own ways, and they're so giving and they're so kind, like so willing to just give back to their community and pour back into the community. I think that that's so important as well. Is just knowing that. The willingness to help, especially within real estate, because real estate is not a, I'm going to do everything myself. You have to build your network. You have to have other people, you know, to help you. You never know where your next next deal may come from or your next job opportunity may come from. It could come from a conversation from a year ago, you know? So because of that, it's important to be kind to your network and to reach out to people and, you know, just build those relationships. And so... I noticed that, and I feel like for any college student who is, like, watching or hearing, you know, if you're looking to be in a CEO, think about what you, like, as a CEO, what the people you admire do, and start working towards having those traits. Oh, I think that's excellent, excellent, excellent advice. You know, what's funny is um, I had a friend of mine who was a major executive in real estate, and he quit going to this one conference, and I said, why aren't you going? He goes, whenever whenever I ask him to be with me, I get kind of bored. And I, I often meet some senior executives in real estate that they've never heard from an alum from their university, just asking them for advice or asking them, you know, for a cup of coffee or asking, you know, just for some time. And so I think a lot of times there are people that are giving and they're busy, right? And they're busy. So to your point, like if you're a college student, like you, you need to lean out. I mean, if I was a student at Florida AM right now, I would reach out and start connecting on LinkedIn with every player, you know, connected with FAMU and uh, I would do it with FSU, right? Like if like you look up the FSU real estate executive board and you connect with all of them and you're saying, Hey, I'm a student at FAMU and I see you're in leadership at FSU and in the executive board and, and love to connect with you. And then I would do it with UF and then I would do it with FIU. And then, and, and if I was moving to Wisconsin, I would do it with the University of Wisconsin Real Estate Executive Board, right? It's never ending. And that's really what you're saying. You just got to keep launching and keep connecting. Is that right? Yeah, that's so important. And then for college students, don't be afraid to reach out. People are more nice than you think they are. And I think that is something true. Some people may not respond, but out of if you contact, if you're contacting all those people, Somebody is going to respond, and when they do, nine times out of ten, they're going to be so kind, and they're going to have even more connections for you, potentially, just because you reached out to them and you had a conversation with them. So don't be scared, because I know it can kind of be intimidating. Like, why would these people want to talk to me? But at the end of the day, we hold value as college students, and we bring a fresh perspective. But also, people want to give back. People want to teach. People want to mentor. So don't be afraid to just stick your foot out there. I love that. Uh, years ago, I did an event. I asked uh, Darden Restaurants, uh, Corporate Headquarters Orlando, to host a group of University of Florida students. And we had this sort of half day, did all this fun stuff. And at the end of the day, multiple Darden executives told me that that was their favorite day at work that year. Isn't that interesting? 
And but you right. got it, but yeah, but you again, you just got to ask. You just you got to ask. It's out there. Well, um, Taija, I'm so proud of you. I'm so grateful for you because you're in leadership and you're doing things to serve at a university I love. And then you're also going to the greater network of that. I'm so proud of you, and I'm I'm I want you to know for as long as I'm living and beyond, if that's possible, I'll be I'll be cheering for you. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. You have a great rest of your day. Um, We're going to take a quick break and be back with our final segment. Crossmark Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. As the largest property tax practice in North America, Ryan's Professionals possess the local footprint and knowledge, backed by a team with national expertise to help organizations minimize their property tax liabilities and ensure valuations are fair and accurate. With the Florida tax appeal deadlines approaching rapidly, local experts at Ryan work proactively with many jurisdictions across Florida well in advance of the August trim notice mailing to ensure our clients receive maximum tax savings. Guys, I use Ryan, and I hope you will too. Once again, here's John Crossman. And we are back. I'm here with uh, Mike Gillen. Mike, how impressive is Tyja Tuggle? Wow, that was really great. She's such a personable. She talked about the importance of being right. personable. Well, that's her middle name. <laughs> right, right. Well, here's the thing. You know, I have had sometimes CEOs say to me, like, John, I'd love to have more diversity in my real estate department, uh, but I can't find candidates. And so that was my whole thing years ago with Thomas Bolin and Flavia Canyango. We started Club Real at FAMU, right? That's, man, that's about over 10 years ago, right? Wow. And then here she is, she's doing it, and she's she's doing leadership and all this stuff. And I'm like, guys, the talent is there. She is clearly a talented young woman yeah. that any CEO listening is like, oh gosh, I'd love to have you know diversity in my real estate department. And of course, I don't want to lower the bar. Don't lower the bar. Raise the bar, yeah. right? Raise the bar and get diversity. That's what we're talking about. And she is, she checks every box. She does. And, you know, I thought it was really great the way she uh, talked about the fact that her, she had experience of yeah. watching her parents in yeah. real estate and, and didn't initially think it was going to be a career for her. But it's so interesting how that something you're associated with or something you're near and you see it, how that it's there for a purpose. And you don't necessarily see that purpose up front, but later it became clear to her that there was space for her to get into this. Yeah. And, and she also talked about from the other end, being a renter, right? You know, she saw it from that angle. She's seen it from multiple avenues Yeah, and she totally gets it that like, Hey, this is a career. Even if it's not a career, it's still very important. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a hundred percent factor that, that people need to understand. And then I also think it's good for CEOs, business leaders to hear when she was talking about personable and transparent in CEOs, mm-hmm. right? Like right. that's generational, you know, like, you know, and you're my generation, you know, leaders, you know, the coaches you had when, and I had when we were coming up through high school, 
they were not personable. <laughs> they were not transparent. That's right. Um, but if they want to hire young talent and connect to young talent, they got to learn to be a, a little bit more transparent, right? Yeah, it really does uh, make s- such a difference when people can really get to know a person and mm-hmm. they don't know them by only seeing their strengths or a facade that you put out there. Mm-hmm. If you are honest and you share what's going on, maybe some of the weaknesses that you've overcome, what a difference. Yeah, and then you know she talked about um, how giving and not kind you know right. people are. And so I, I heard her really saying, take a risk, you know, Hey, college students, take a risk, work your network, build your network. Yeah. You just never know. You never know when that next job opportunity comes from or career move. So be open, right? Be open and be resilient. Oh yeah. I had a conversation just this week with a woman I know who works for a fortune 500 company and we had reconnected. We hadn't talked in a while and she just was asking about my career advice. And one of the things I said was be uh, visible, right? Be on the radar. Um, she's working for a great corporation, but you and I both know great corporations often have problems, right? So be available and because maybe you'll retire with that huge company, but maybe you need to pivot, right? We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Adapt. One of the your words. And so part of that's just being being available. So is that inspiring? It's Mike? very it inspiring. inspiring. You talk yeah. to this young person, you're like, Jeepers creepers. Yeah. Like she's got it far better going on than I did at that age. So yeah. that's that's awesome. All right. Well, this has been the Crossman Conversation, uh, the CEO edition. Uh, Mike Gillen, thanks for all you do. And until next time, thank you. This has been the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition with your host, John Crossman. Tune in next week for another talk with an experienced CEO that will help bring clarity to your business endeavors. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.